Kia ora. I'm Strawn from Commoners Communion. I'm a writer and a musician from Aotearoa, New Zealand. This prayer is called Communion Has Always Been Your Priority. Jesus, help me to see what you saw, what you died for, what the pain of crucifixion was worth for you, the healing of this conversation between us. The priority on the cross was not behaviour management, It was reconciliation. Our broken condition and its effects, death, sickness, brokenness, hate, murder, anger, grief, pain, depression, anxiety and loneliness, was the enemy he had to slay to ensure our communion with him could be permanent and free. That's the good news. God came to create an open line between us and him, an honest line, a line free of fear, condemnation, and dishonesty. He died for your true voice, and he longs to hear it. Without honesty, there is no intimacy. So speak freely and let God be kind to you today. God desires a closeness with you that you haven't yet discovered. A closeness beyond the questions of circumstance. A closeness beyond the confusions of knowledge and understanding. A closeness beyond the woundedness and hurt that we all carry. A closeness beyond what we feel or don't feel, our emotions, runaway thoughts and anxiety. A closeness beyond the busyness and chaos of the world we live in. God has created you for and longs to sit with you at the divine table of hospitality and love. I've often wondered whether at least one of the great tragedies of the way that we have expressed faith over the last 50 years in the church is that we have been deeply sin-obsessed. We have really overrepresented the cross lopsidedly without the resurrection. We've focused on sin and our shame and our guilt and our need for that to be healed without balancing it out with the power and the life and the love of forgiveness and reconciliation and healing that came through the resurrection. And I think in a way it's kind of like a marriage where you get married and you are so nervous about divorce or so nervous about rejection that you constantly try to get everything right. You do the dishes, you you earn the money, you try not to say anything hurtful to the other person. And the whole time you're kind of working, walking on eggshells. But the problem is you cannot have intimacy without acceptance, honesty and vulnerability. And in that way, acceptance of who we are, as we are, acceptance of our very selves is the first step toward intimacy. Because once you're accepted, you're free to be fully known and fully seen by the other person. 
Once you're accepted, you can have real conversation. You can have honest conversation. But until you feel accepted for who you are, you're simply continually earning your partner's, spouse's, friendships, God's, whatever, love, without ever feeling free enough to be yourself. One of my first experiences of discovering the acceptance of God was the first time I started prayer journaling about eight, nine years ago. Someone had told me, just start your prayer by saying, good morning, Father, and wait to see what happens, what his response was. And I can't remember the exact words right now, but I know it went something along the lines of me saying, good morning, Father, and then bracing for impact. I felt guilty. I felt ashamed. And I don't know if it was because of anything in particular, but I think that I had just lived with this great divide between God and I for so long. But what I read back, what I wrote, what I felt the Spirit saying shocked me to my core. The first thing God wanted to talk about was not my sin. The first thing God said to me was, Hello, son. I love you. rocked me to my core. I I remember my response being something along the lines of, that's what you want to start with? That's what you want to talk about? You love me? Honestly, I struggled to believe that. And his response again, Strawn, I love you. I'm so excited about talking with you. And that one conversation eight years ago began a journey in my life where I realized that God was far more interested in talking with me about my soul, about the world, about the kingdom of heaven, about what was on his heart than he was about talking about my sin and shame and all the things that were wrong with me. It was my first entrance into the healed conversation between God and I. In Colossians 1.20, we get this picture of Jesus on the cross doing something magnificent for the world. It reads, For in Him, in Jesus that is, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, whether in heaven or on earth, making peace by His blood. God was pleased to dwell in Him, and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things. So the purpose of the cross wasn't just forgiveness. Yes, sin was a massive barrier between us and God. Sin is and shame and guilt are very real and they need to be dealt with. But sin wasn't the ultimate purpose that Jesus died on the cross. The ultimate reason for Jesus' incarnation, His coming, His living, His dying and His resurrecting wasn't to get rid of sin. It was to reconcile us in right relationship with God. And so there's a big difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. They seem like the same word, but they're actually quite different. The way that we define forgiveness in our culture is the action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. Jesus died on the cross to forgive our sins, to clean the slate, to make the wrongdoing and the brokenness and the malfunction of our world a non-essential issue for our relationship with God. But reconciliation, like Colossians 1.20 is talking about, is different. 
we define it as the restoration of friendly relations. It goes a step beyond forgiveness. It's not just about forgiving someone and saying, that's okay, I won't hold it against you anymore. It's actually restoring a relationship back to what it was before that wrongdoing was done. And in a way, this is returning us to the garden in Genesis 3 where before we failed, before we chose to go our own way and bring brokenness into the world, God was there walking with us in the cool of the day, conversing with us. It was just relationship. The purpose of the cross, the greatest purpose of the cross was not sin management. It was not to make you more sin aware than you were before or more shamed or more guilty. It was to remove shame, to remove guilt. So that the first thing we do when we pray isn't to say, Father, forgive my sins but it's to say, our Father who is in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come, your love, your peace, your presence, your wisdom, your glory, everything good about you, may it come to this earth, may it come to my soul right now as it is in heaven. Give me what I need, the daily bread, not just the physical bread, but your son, like the manna in the wilderness, give me your daily bread. And then after that conversation has begun, after we have engaged with God comes, and forgive my sins as I forgive others. Not even in the Lord's prayer is it the first thing out of our mouth. And so in this prayer for me, Jesus, help me to see what you saw, what you died for the healing of this conversation between us. This prayer is about asking God to pull me out of my sin-obsessed culture. Not to ignore my sin, not to pretend like it doesn't exist. That's the other extreme. But to not make it the sole point of conversation between us, to go beyond that, to realize that there is a life with God beyond forgiveness. It's the original intention. It's communion. So, God desires for a divine closeness with you that you have not yet discovered. No matter how much of His closeness you've plunged, there is more. A closeness beyond the questions of your circumstance. A closeness beyond the confusions of knowledge and understanding. A closeness beyond the woundedness and hurt that we all carry. A closeness beyond what we feel or don't feel, our emotions, runaway thoughts and anxiety. A closeness beyond the busyness and chaos of the world we live in. Not instead of, but beyond. God has created you for and longs to sit with you at the table of divine hospitality and love. has always been your priority. Jesus, help me to see what you saw, what you died for, what the pain of crucifixion was worth for you, the healing of this conversation between us.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Commoners Communion Podcast. I hope it's been an encouragement to you. I'm your host, Strong Coleman, and you can hear and find out more about what I'm doing at commonerscommunion.com. Another huge thank you to Jonathan Class for the music that he wrote for this episode and for helping me to produce it. If you'd like to keep up to date with what I'm doing and have conversations with me live uh, and get more of the prayers that I write on a kind of semi-daily basis, you can visit me at Instagram, commoners underscore communion. And I'll post up events and retreats that I'm running there too. But in the meantime, be blessed, have an awesome day. May you know that God is kind and close and waiting to talk with you at His table of hospitality.